This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Dodgers played game four of their four-game wraparound weekend series. Pablo Lopez went opposite of Michael Grove. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins come up just short tonight against the Dodgers in 10 innings. L.A. takes the final game of this four-game weekend wraparound series by the final score of 3-2. to two. Pablo Lopez made the start for the Marlins against Michael Grove up in AAA to make his second major league start for the L.A. with Tony Gonsolin going on the injured list pregame today with the right forearm strain. And both starters had pretty good nights here. Lopez for the Marlins getting through six and Grove through four and two-thirds, probably giving... Dave Roberts and Mark Pryor, everything they could have hoped for. But in the first, it was Miami who got on the scoreboard first. Joey Wendell led off the bottom half of the first inning with a double. John Birdie, a fly ball to the warning track in center, advancing Wendell to third base. And with that man at third and one out in the first inning, Brian Anderson batted for the Marlins. Brian Anderson, ground ball to the second baseman. Alberto has it. He'll throw Andy out at first, but in from third, Wendell. And the Marlins strike first tonight. They grab a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the first. But back came the Dodgers in inning number three. Pablo Lopez got the first two outs on three pitches. He was cruising along. But then Freddie Freeman singled. So the Dodgers had a two-out man on base for their catcher, Will Smith. 2-2 Lopez to Will Smith with Freeman at first. Two outs, third inning. Marlins up 1-0. And Smith gets into one. Center field, Blade is going way back. JJ's at the wall, it's gone. A two-run homer for Will Smith, and the Dodgers grab a 2-1 lead in the third. Number 19 for Smith, who earlier today was named to Team USA for the upcoming World Baseball Classic. That'll be played in large part here at Lone Depot Park next March. So Smith's long ball had the Dodgers in the lead, but not for long because in the bottom of the fourth against Michael Grove with... One out, Garrett Cooper hit his second triple of the season. Jacob Stallings grounded to third with the infield in for the second out. Coop was still at third base with two down. Marlins needed a big hit, and the first baseman, Lewin Diaz, delivered. It'll be a 3-1 to Lewin Diaz, and Diaz pokes one in the air, shallow center. In comes Bellinger, still coming, and he can't get it. It falls in front of him for a hit to tie the game. Garrett Cooper scores, and it's 2-2. So a big two-out knock by Lewin Diaz, his fifth RBI. That was weird. And the Marlins would have some other chances in this one. In the fifth inning, tied at two, they got a leadoff single from Joey Wendell, who went two for five in this one tonight with two outs in the inning, and Wendell still at first base. The starter, Michael Grove, was pulled. David Price came on, and J.J. Blade hammered it double into the right field corner. The ball was hit so hard, and Joey Gallo got on it so quickly that Al Padrique, the Marlins' third base coach, had to hold Wendell at third base, even though a lot of the time you would see a team take a chance with two outs. Probably would not have been a wise chance to take in this instance. So second and third, two down in a tie game. Garrett Cooper worked a walk. The Marlins had him loaded against the reliever David Price, 
but Jacob Stallings hit into a 6-4 fielder's choice, erasing Cooper and keeping this game tied 2-2 into the sixth inning. Pablo, three strikeouts in a scoreless top of the sixth inning. That would mark the end of the night for him. Lopez, in his 26th start of the season, went six innings, five hits, two runs, walked three, struck out six, allowed the home run to Smith. That was it. Through 99 pitches, 62 strikes. Both teams were into the bullpens. It was Caleb Ferguson who followed Price in for the bottom of the sixth inning, and Ferguson was greeted by a leadoff double by Lewin Diaz. Now, in the sixth inning, in a tie game with nobody out, Donnie decided to pinch run for Diaz with Luke Williams, trying to pick up some speed, knowing he would lose Diaz's glove at first base and potentially his bat the rest of the night. Charles LeBlanc hit a ground ball to the shortstop for out number one. Williams was able to go to third. So in a tie game, Marlins had the go-ahead man at third, one out in the sixth inning. But with the infield in, Yoran Canacion grounded out to first base from Freddie Freeman. Williams had to stay at third. And with two outs, Joey Wendell struck out, sending this game to the seventh inning. The Marlins and Dodgers still deadlocked at two. Tanner Scott didn't pitch the ninth. He pitched the seventh inning here today. Some movement of foot out in the Marlins' bullpen. And Scott was magnificent in the seventh. Face three, struck out three. Got Cody Bellinger. He got Hanser Alberto. And then he got Trey Turner. In the eighth inning, Stephen Okert got the ball. And he pitched a 1-2-3 frame. frame retiring 2-3-4. Freeman, Smith, and Muncie. Freeman a ground ball to short. Smith a ground ball to third. And Muncie a pop-up to shortstop. Meanwhile, the Dodgers' bullpen was mowing down the Marlins. Evan Phillips, a perfect seventh inning. Phil Bickford, a 1-2-3 eighth inning. In the top of the ninth, Dylan Flora walked the first man, Justin Turner, on four pitches. But Joey Gallo struck out. Chris Taylor lined to right. When Cody Bellinger singled, the Dodgers had met at first and second with two outs in the ninth. But Flora was able to get a fly ball to center from pitch hitter Gavin Lux. And we went to the bottom of the ninth. Still, as we had been since the fourth inning, Knotted up at two aside. Craig Kimbrell, who had been the Dodgers' closer at one point, came on to work the ninth inning, and he looked magnificent. He struck out Charles LeBlanc looking. He struck out Yaron Canacion looking, and he got Joey Wendell to ground out to first. At that point, Dodgers relievers had retired 12 in a row, and we were headed to the 10th in a 2-2 game tonight in Miami. When the 10th began, Cody Bellinger was the place runner at second base for the Dodgers. He took third on a swinging bunt by Trey Turner, an infield hit. Turner's 1,000th major league hit, his second infield hit in this game. And with Dodgers runners at first and third and nobody out in the 10th, Freddie Freeman stepped in. 1-0 pitch to Freddie. Is a ground ball pulled to second base to his left. Williams has the second one back to first. Not in time and in to score Bellinger. The Dodgers go up 3-2. So with Oscar Brazobon on the mound, the place runner had scored. He got Will Smith to fly to center for the second out, and he should have been out of the inning when Max Muncy hit a comebacker first base side of the mound. But the pitcher Brazabon bounced the throw to first base. And remember, Lewin Diaz had been pinch run for. He was out of the game, and the Marlins had Charles LeBlanc playing at first base for the first time in his big league career. He couldn't handle the throw. It went as an E1. So at that point, you had two on with two outs, but Brazabon was able to bounce back. And he struck out Trace Thompson, ending the 10th inning. Dodgers got the one run, but only the one run. You have to feel pretty good about that as the home team surrendering just the one run in the top half of the inning with the place runner beginning the inning at second base. So he went to the last of the 10th, Dodgers 3, and the Marlins 2. Kimbrell stayed out there to begin the 10th inning. 
You had Joey Wendell, the place runner at second base. John Birdie led off. He worked a walk, ending the run of 12 straight Marlins set down by Dodgers relievers. Brian Anderson then hit a ground ball to the shortstop. Birdie was forced out at second base 6-4, but Andy beat the return throw to first from Chris Taylor. So the Marlins had men at the corners with one out in the 10th, down 3-2. to two. When J.J. Bladé walked against Kimbrell, they had loaded the bases, and Dave Roberts decided to bring the right-hander Chris Martin into the game with a one-run lead, 3-2. The bases full of Marlins, one out in the 10th inning. Martin responded by catching Garrett Cooper, looking at strike three for the second out. So the Marlins had the tying man at third, the winning man at second, but they were down to their final out, last of the 10th, when Chris Martin faced Jacob Stallings. This will be the seventh pitch of this at bat. Martin to Stallings with Wendell, the tying man at third. Anderson, the winning man at second. Blade at first. Two outs. 3-2 Dodgers, 10th inning. The 2-2. Popped up. Foul off of first base. Freeman is there. He has it. And the Dodgers pull it out. 3-2 and 10. Dodgers win the series three games to one. They take the season series six games to one. And Los Angeles Dodgers. Final tonight, LA three and Miami two for the Dodgers. Three runs, seven hits, one error, nine left. LA went one out of eight with men in scoring position in this ball game. For the Marlins, two runs, seven hits and an error. They stranded 11, going one for 13 with runners in scoring position. Craig Kimbrell, the winner in relief, four and five. Waskar Brazabon, the loser, 0 and one. Chris Martin with his first save of the season. Time of the game was three hours, 27 minutes. So the Dodgers win six out of seven for the Marlins this year. They improved to 89 and 38 on the season, 51 games over for the first time since August 30th, 2017. Dodgers went on to go 104 and 58 in that 2017 season. They're on pace to 114 games this year with the 89 and 38 record right now. They've gone 44 and 10 beginning June 29th. And in that span now, they've played 16 series. They've won 14 of them, including two against the Marlins. They've lost one to the Nationals, and they've split one, a four-gamer, against the Brewers. So the Dodgers roll on. They head to New York now for three against the Mets beginning tomorrow night. And from Miami with the loss... The Marlins are 55 and 73, 18 games under. They've dropped 20 of 29. They're 16 and 33 beginning July 6th. Now 26 and 36 here at Lone Depot Park through 62 home games and 128 games overall. Frustrating night for the Marlins. They had some chances to score. Couldn't push across any additional runs that would have won this game or even extended it in extra innings. They fall to the Dodgers. 3-2, Dodgers do what they've been doing all season long. They found a way to win, even on a night when they didn't have their 16-1 ace right-hander Gonsolin. He went on the I.L. They had to bring Michael Grove up in AAA. Grove 1-13 in his professional career, Major League and Minor League combined. Didn't get the win tonight, but he gave the Dodgers a chance to get a win. Four and two-thirds innings, five hits, two runs. He walked one, struck out four. 66 pitches, 42 strikes. For the Marlins, Pablo Lopez allowed two runs on five hits over six. Walked three, struck out six. Allowed the two-run home run to Will Smith. 99 pitches, 62 strikes. The Marlins and Nation are again partnering this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 is donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. 
Tonight, 11 strikeouts. That's $275 for the season. 1,112 Ks by Marlins pitchers. $27,800 overall. Another tough extra inning loss for the Marlins. They are now 55 and 73. Dodgers 51 over at 89 and 38. Let's hear what the skipper Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. Uh, Johnny, we'll start with Pablo. I'll talk about home run and exciting for him. Kind of excited to kind of see what he did and what do you think kind of led to his success here tonight? Yeah, happy with Pablo. It's a couple in a row he's strung together. Like you said, I think the, the lone blemish, like he tried to go down on the way to Smith and leaked it back to the middle. Um, you know, and he made, made him pay. Other than that, you know, really, he if he doesn't walk Gallo, I'm probably sending him back out for the seventh. You know, he still wanted to go out, but I told him the Gallo walk kind of put him over the past the, that point. So, but uh, really happy with the way he threw the ball tonight. In the seventh and said he went with Tanner Scott. So is that a situational thing, this type of situation, or do you think that's a better role for him right now? Uh, I'm not trying to find ro- <clears throat> roles for anybody, really, uh, at this point. We feel like it was a good spot for him. <clears throat> He's been having trouble, you know, obviously – with the strike zone and it just felt like putting him in a spot that we could protect him in the ninth. You can't really protect him. Uh, if he gets in trouble, you're going to have to let him go through it. <clears throat> so we, we just wanted to use him earlier. You mentioned not trying to find roles. You had floral, hot in the sixth, got him back up in the ninth. Can you kind of explain that thought process there, reasoning getting him going early and then obviously down coming in late. The sixth spot, we just wanted to make sure, you know, if we're going to bring a guy into the inning, you want a guy that's that's been there. Uh, you're not going to try to bring a kid into the inning there. You're going to be in trouble. And you want a guy that you feel like is going to throw the ball over the plate and not give in. So that's the situation there. And then that turned to, from there, it turned to Scott, good spot for Okert. And then it really was a good, we felt like a good spot for, for Flo. Maybe there is or isn't. Is there a balance you pinch run for Diaz, mm-hmm. you know, at this juncture of the season, is that enough? Is there, will there be a point where you let him stay in, let him run, maybe get another at bat, obviously going for the win there with more speed with Williams. How do you balance that there? Nah, trying to get a win, honestly. Um, and really we, we get our situation that we need. Um, Luke gets the third, lay one doesn't on that ground out. Uh, we had a shot to get a run there. We actually had chances in that game to win it. We just weren't able to, to really get that hit that got us a run because we really, we go clean after Pablo. We get three zeros through nine. We score anywhere in there. So we're just taking a shot at scoring. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. To, what, yeah, to what do you attribute that struggle to be able to get a hit? Is it more Picking, part. I don't think you stay unlucky, right? It's hard to say unlucky in this game unless you hit a ball hard and and hit it at somebody, then you're unlucky. But um, you know where we're at, where we're at, we're at, and I'm actually been, um, you know, nobody wants to lose a game, but these guys have have continued to play hard. They've continued to prepare. They're doing the best they can. I don't think anybody's out there not trying. So yeah, I'm not going to sit here and ding guys because they don't get a job done when they're working, you know, doing the best they can. They're working hard, uh, trying to improve. They're trying to learn on the run, a lot of them, uh, at this level. And it's what you get when you're basically in the, you know, the mode that we're in in, in general. 
giving a lot of guys chances. You think about pinch hitting forces for Stallings in the tennis? No, our analytics, uh, the number Stallings was the best number. He was quite a bit bigger than uh, Fortes there, and Mickey and him were just a basically even. So we listen. We listen to the analytics. They they put the numbers on the sheets. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble for not listening. Donnie, I know uh, Cooper had that triple earlier in the game, but how big was that hit? Because he didn't slumping at the plate, and how important was it for him? You know, getting that hit, getting on base, and hopefully, you know, finishing on strong for the rest of the season. Well, I think it's important that, you know, he finishes off strong. I think it's important for guys that want to keep playing and, and be productive. Um, so I don't know if that one hit is so important. I think the one earlier almost is, is more important to kind of get that hit. First one in the game, you get you get one in uh, down the line. Like, I think that was a hit, right? They, to JT, they give that an error. I don't know if that ball to third. But anyway, um, oh, they give it an error. So, yeah, then the hit's big. <laughs> but it's big from the standpoint of putting us in position to try to get a run. Uh, but also, like you said, it's like if you're not getting a hit lately, it's like to get one is just like a little bit of a relief. Okay, um, Jacob Stallings passed Johnny Bench for most consecutive games without a pass ball. And just how impressive, I guess, is that milestone? And how good has he been for the pitchers behind the plate there? No, Jake's. You know, he's really come as advertising. He comes with a gold glove last year. I'm not sure he gave up. He didn't have a pass ball, obviously, last year, right? Um, and just the way he handles the, the pitching staff. And, and even further than that, you know, I think how he is with Nick. It's really important uh, for Nick's growth because, you know, Jake obviously is going to be playing for a little bit. But, you know, a lot of times guys don't share that knowledge uh, like they should, and with a young kid, and he's going to be really good for Nick and help Nick's career. Uh, and that's something that you're, you know, what kind of person he is and, and what kind of teammate he is. Uh, I think it's very important for a guy like Jake. So that's a great milestone. But even bigger is really the kind of the guy he is and what he's what he's doing with the kid. You already explained um, not pivoting for Stallings. But what about not considering for Birdie, who's 0-4 today? Obviously, it's against Pitcher, but... Birdie? Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about hitting for Bert. What about pitching for Coop? Nope, didn't think hitting about pitching for Coop. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Los Angeles Dodgers in Game 4 of their series last night. The homestand moves on tonight at 640. The Rays are in town for a quick two-game set. Jesus Lazardo will go opposite of the left-hander Shane McClanahan. We'll hit the air at 610 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.